Listeners, you are listening to another exciting episode of Chewing the Scenery Horror Movie Podcast. We are a podcast where we friends get together and talk about a horror movie, which we will spoil. First, we talk about recently watched, which we will try not to spoil. Notice I I used to say we will not spoil, and now I say try not to. Thanks, Mm. Will. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) You succeeded. I'm going to spoil it. (laughs) He's going to ruin... Will ruins everything. Um, Yep. Uh, what's the next thing I, u- I usually say thanks to the moon rays uh-huh. oh, okay. oh yeah and yeah. we're not professional <laughs> we're not professional <laughs> critics yes yes you're probably wondering by now where's all that professional critic stuff uh, thank you to the moon rays for giving us that song intro creature features at the top of the show you can find their music on Amazon or Apple Music where you can buy it digitally and say hello to them on Facebook where they are the moon dash rays and uh, we're not professional critics I think we shoehorned that in there somewhere previously, and um, is there something else we say typically? That I'm the best. I don't know. Ziggy, welcome back to the show. <laughs> Yay! Um, we were just discussing how it was probably pre, well, it was definitely pre-quarantine by at least just a little, so probably close to two years since you've been on the show. Mm-hmm. Was it chapter two, the last one that we did? Did we even do that one? Um, no. No, but we went to see it. And you guys went and watched it. Yeah. What did we watch the last? I think it was more Friday the 13th. Mm-hmm. That no. was forever ago. That yeah, was we did like the really second no, no. It wasn't that. What did we do what after did, that? Was it Screams? We did oh, Screams. It might have been the Screams. Mm-hmm. We did some Screams, yes. Yeah, it might have been the Screams. Um, well, tell the listeners a little about yourself for those who don't know you. Um, okay, I'm Ziggy. <laughs> Put you on the spot. I know, I didn't have an intro prepared. Um... Tell us two true things and one lie. (laughs) Yeah. No. I (laughs) just graduated from high school. Congratulations. I'm super cool. This is the humble brag part. Um, I'm going to be going to college soon. Film school. Yeah. Nice. Oh, yeah. Um, Yeah. I I like to watch movies. That's all. That's why I'm here. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it... It's helpful to our show to have a young person's perspective because sometimes I think, well, am I just, just being a grouchy old bastard and this thing is actually okay? Or maybe there's some lens I don't see it through because I'm not young and, you know, uh, maybe we should uh, see what you think. And you've been on the show since you were, what, 16, 15? Yeah, 16 probably. Yeah. And, uh, well, welcome back. We're going to talk about Jennifer's body. Um I'm Richard. I'm here with obviously Ziggy and Jolian. Hello. And Will. <laughs> Hello. So, uh, recently watched. Who wants to kick it off? I'll go. Will, do it. Well, I watched Malignant. Ooh. I started that movie three times and have not got past <laughs> the first 30 minutes. I just want that out there. It's just, it's just that scary. <laughs> yeah. So, if Hennen Lauder made The Matrix. <gasps> 
it's not as good as that. Oh, but <laughs> that is what it is. Okay. It is, is basically a basket case, sort of, and uh, wow, the it's real slow. I don't blame you for not being able to get into it. Uh, I was going to other things. It was like in the background three separate times. I was like, I can't. <laughs> yeah, two-thirds of the movie is real slow and uh, pretty generic, but the last third is so off the wall nuts. Does it make it worth it? I don't know if it makes it worth it though. <laughs> is it um, is it so crazy that Nicolas Cage belongs in it? Yeah. He's okay. in it? Yeah, no, there's no. Okay, I was like, excuse me, I might have to watch this movie now. Um if you watch it, uh pay attention to the uh the size of the sets. Okay. Because they show the outside of the house and it's this little Victorian and and it's always like backlit and there's smoke and everything it almost looks like a parody it's, it's like monster house yeah it looks like monster house and then they go inside and there's these rooms that are just they're as big as your whole house as they're like kitchen <laughs> like you could feed you know a hundred people in there in the kitchen <laughs> so Doctor Who house. yeah it's exactly it it's a tardis um they show a shot uh from her walking around the it's shot down walking through the the house <laughs> it just keeps going and going you're like how is this house possible what where are these it's rooms? just cabin in the woods actually yeah <laughs> I, uh, I heard it was james wan trying to do lucio fulci there is some jalo-esque lighting um you've got kind of a hidden killer with a edged weapon but but in terms of it being uh, like uh, not worrying about making sense and oh in that case imagery. yes yes it doesn't it doesn't make any sense um wow what a weird movie <laughs> oh, uh, I want to see it yeah no I, I think you should watch it I had to I had to watch it in two parts because the power went out the first night so, oh, oh wow well, right. I guess that's the stopping point <laughs> So you, you've not made it past the first 30 minutes? Um, no. I think maybe it's more like 45. I got into, like, you know, they, like, set up the main story, and then they go away to set up the first, like, somebody's gonna die. And I got there, and somebody was about to die, and I was just like, nah, on to the next. Yeah. Um, but I've been hearing a lot of shit about it online. Like, a lot of people were talking shit about it before it even came out. And so I was like, oh, I should watch this so I also can talk shit about it. Um... But the cover, I don't like. The eye thing, I don't like uh, it. I struggle with eye things and hand things. Hand things. <laughs> but, yeah, I'm probably going to finish it one of these days. Yeah, I think that's only on the poster. So if someone pulls a fingernail out with pliers and then pokes it into someone's eyeball, that doesn't yeah, work for you? I'm leaving. We're done. Okay. We're done here. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Just checking. Yeah, no. No. It kills the mood at a party. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, major injuries always seem to bring the uh, the party to the end. Oh, yeah. Pretty much, yeah. I mean, if you're a real hardcore, you just keep going. But uh, someone knocks a tooth out or something, mm. breaks, I don't know, a leg or something. I saw a video once where some dude was fucking around with a sword at a party and sliced someone's nose off. <laughs> oh wow! It was sorry. Not something I wanted to see, and it was. I had to watch it like six times. <laughs> so I'm sick. I'm like, holy shit, look, his whole nose came off. 
like butter. <laughs> Just went right through it like it wasn't there. Exactly. It was... You know, it, it, the truth be known, about 90-something percent of swords out there are just pieces of shit that would break your nose but not cut it. Mm. Um, sounds like they just happen to have a sharp sword. <laughs> I think the worst part is it didn't go all the way through. Oh. So their oh. nose didn't, like, fall off. Oh. It was hung there, flapping, yeah. flapping around. <laughs> oh, gross. Oh. Makes it easier at the hospital, though. Like, yeah. Like, like that little wiggly piece on the neck yeah. of the guy in America Werewolf in London. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Fantastic way to start the show. I'm like, oh. oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we got to set the mood. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else? This is and then I watched uh, scary stuff. Happy Halloween. A movie called Blood Theater. Hmm. Made by, uh, oh, God, now his name just went out of my head. Rick Sloan of Hobgoblins fame. Hmm. I don't know him. You want a movie that doesn't make sense. (laughs) (laughs) This is an evil theater uh, where people die. There's an old man ghost. I'm still not sure what happened. Hmm. Not scary at all. Hmm. Um, Yeah, they have a scene where a couple of the girls who work at the theater are changing in a locker room. You're like, what theater has an employee locker room? Yeah, that's a little weird, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then I watched something called Contamination. Hmm. Oh, is this the Italian one? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. With the big eggs? Yep. Yeah. It was pretty gory. I think it was Cutsy. It was? Yeah. Did that one. Okay. Yeah, I don't remember who did it, but... Some exploding bodies? Yeah, there's lots nice. of exploding bodies. Yeah. If you want to see lots of exploding bodies, that's the one for you. Good shit. And they don't just blow up. They, like, blow up and then the air is still coming through, so parts are flapping around and blood's everywhere. (laughs) Nice. It was, yeah, it was something else. It's kind of Lovecrafty at the end. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm, yeah, there's a great monster at the end. I love when gore is so crazy that you just have to sit there and be like, you know what, artistry. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. I prefer it to be, you know, over-the-top and cartoony where blood shoots out of people's limbs. No noses coming off? Yeah, not not like that. <laughs> <laughs> um, then we watched a couple episodes of The White Lotus. I still like it. Um, I think I've got one left. And um, I think that's it. Hmm. Who wants to go next? Is it Scissors? Okay, um, me. Um, I honestly haven't been watching that much stuff. I hit, like, a weird phase where, like, my brain was like, we're going back to school, and I wasn't going back to school, so I just started rewatching old shit. <laughs> um, most recently, though, of new stuff I watched, I've been keeping up with the newest season of American Horror Story, and I saw all of their, like, mini-series, the American Horror Stories. All of those were really good. Um, super stoked about the newest season because they're splitting it in two so it's like two separate stories mm-hmm. um, and then I think they just wrapped up the first one so they're starting the next one next week I believe and it's like Area 51 themed um, so that's going to be sick um, what else have I seen started that movie didn't <laughs> like it <laughs> yeah I like barely started it um, I totally like had a bunch of things. Have you been out to see any movies? No, I haven't. Um, been been home, 
So everything that I've been watching... Oh, I'm <laughs> I'm rewatching Hannibal, which I guess is horror. It's gore, so that counts. It's body horror. Um, and then I started watching Hannibal Rising because I'm in like the Hannibal universe now. And they're not connected, but I really like the character. So um, I'm doing all of those movies. Hannibal Rising is not very good, I don't think. No, I didn't like, okay. I didn't, I didn't like it very much. <coughs> is it his childhood days? His yeah, school days? him in the war, I guess. Um, banned from the cafeteria <laughs> for eating people <laughs> I think I hate origin stories and prequels mm-hmm. Batman Begins is good what about yeah. what if stories do you like what ifs I like what ifs oh okay I've not been watching those oh, yeah, I've not watched any ones. but I used to like yeah. the comic yeah that's what I was more thinking of because it was always uh, oh, those are chihuahuas for listeners who oh, okay. I thought that was me I thought it was a shark I thought that was <laughs> Satan <laughs> Well, it's it's <laughs> arguable sometimes, but you know, actually, that's a uh, fox terrier mix and a chihuahua wrestling. <laughs> but uh, trying to stop them just makes it worse. Let it run its course. Yep, just like Satan. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just, just uh, do as thou wilt. That is the whole of the law. What else? Um, I've been really into like female revenge movies right mm. now, and have been for like months. Um, have you watched Revenge on uh, yes, Shutter? Yes, I love that movie so much. I've seen it's it like good, three huh? times. Yes, um, I really like that one. I don't like watching somebody get that beat up and battered from, you know, not just the the antagonist of the movie, the, the you know the evildoer, mm-hmm. but also the elements and accidents that happen along yeah. the way. It's <laughs> it's hard to watch. I I don't know. It was. I really like how that movie was done. I felt like stylistically there was enough to make up for all like the suffering that we have to watch. Oh yeah. And it all like served a purpose too because her revenge story is like incredibly complete. Oftentimes they love to do this thing, directors, where it's like she's getting revenge and then she dies. Or, or there's like sort of a soft revenge. Yeah. It's, it's no, like actually he's not that bad. No. No, no sock he at is. home. Sock Kill at home. Him. Yeah. Yeah, so I've seen that one. I watched um, Ready or Not, which I thought was fantastic, um, as far as kind of campy slasher movies mm-hmm. go. Yeah, it was fun. That one was really entertaining and hilarious. Um, I've been watching The I Spit on Your Graves, which is mm. painful to watch because those are male directors, and I just think that like male directors handling female revenge stories, you have to be very careful, and I think that especially the first one is not done super well. What's super out of this time, too. Oh, yeah. Like, by a lot. Mm-hmm. Like, well, 40-something years. I read um, Men, Women, and Chainsaws, right? And it has a whole bit about, like, mm-hmm. women in horror, and, and then it goes into, like, revenge films. And so I read that whole section, and I was like, I should watch these movies, just to know. Um, kind of wish I didn't a little bit, but, you know... Did, all right. did you go far far enough back to watch like the Virgin Spring or anything like that? No, I think the furthest back. What's the one where she can't speak and she dresses like a nun? Miss Forty Five. Yes, oh, love yeah. that shit. Yeah, yeah that's um, a good one. You know that one. that one fooled me because I wasn't familiar with it, and uh, the actor unfortunately died fairly young. Oh shit! So I thought, oh man, they are really making seedy, sleazy New York look like it's current. You know, because the because the the restoration or the scan or whatever it is they did looks super current, super sharp, mm-hmm. and it's it's like, but New York doesn't look like that anymore. <laughs> it's it's sort of uh, you know tourist land, and this is back when it was gross and scary and 
you know, more gross awesome. and more scary. <laughs> yeah, the way it should be. <laughs> well, we've talked about that before, how it should be a theme park ride you can go on. To New York? It would just go into, like, Times Square in like the 70s. Like in Futurama when they have, like, New New York. Yeah, New yeah. New York. Just, to, like, above. Yeah, we went Old New York when it was <laughs> really gross and dangerous. <laughs> Taxi driver, for example. You know, you want that New York. Mm-hmm. Um, Not this kid-friendly bullshit they got now. <laughs> We went to Vegas when it was full of criminals and drunks. <laughs> Still full of drunks. Oh, yeah, that's true. Probably criminals. It's just got a, no edge to it anymore. No, not really. It's, it's soft. It's what soft. else? Um, no, honestly, I think that's about it. But that like led me into Jennifer's Body, because I'd classify that as a revenge film for mm-hmm. sure. Okay. Um, but, yeah, I think that's it. If I think of anything else, I'll interrupt one of you to yeah, speak. Yeah, cool. <laughs> I like being interrupted. I'll go next. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, we have been watching the series for the last couple weeks, Never Have I Ever. And this is something that was created by uh, Mindy Kaling and Lang Fisher. It's loosely based on her childhood experiences growing up in the Boston area. Uh, it's a Netflix thing. It's about an Indian-American high school student dealing with having just lost her father to an untimely death and uh, she is a bit of a hothead sometimes but not always she does have a very good sweet personality she's a good person who just happens to do the wrong thing and say the wrong thing and make dumb mistakes and oftentimes the context for her mistakes is just wrong place wrong time Uh, but for a true hothead to narrate it gives it something a little more and it's narrated by John McEnroe so for anyone who doesn't know or remember he was a famous tennis star who would scream and yell at the refs throw his racket throw his racket he was just completely (laughs) a complete jerk and he narrates it and at first I thought it was Judd Nelson from you know Bender from the Breakfast Club and the voices are very similar you know I could see that yeah yeah Anyway, uh, it, it's a great show. It, it really is. If you, it's very sweet and very funny. And uh, the other characters are, are, for the most part, pretty believable. Uh, at, at least you can excuse what's not believable because it's the context of essentially a sitcom. But a very good one. Um, while editing the last episode, I background watched Halloween again, 1978. I just put the movie on now. Oh yeah, I've got to, I'll watch that next month. Yeah, I mean it's it's something that I used to watch once or twice a year. Now I'm watching it once or twice a month. I do that with Scream. I put it on the background while I do other things. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's great, isn't it? It's, it's comforting. Mm-hmm. And people who don't, it's hard to explain to people who don't watch horror movies that this doesn't make you a sick weirdo this doesn't make you more prone to go kill something or somebody it's um basically the movie does what you don't want to or need to do so it's over there and you're over here and it's a it's a good safe distance i find that it's the same as putting loud music on while trying to like study or something like it's just something in the background that's louder than what your brain is trying to do yeah totally makes sense um and I notice a little something different every time I watch Halloween. Uh, just little things. You notice the, the the fabric marks on her face at the end. I first <laughs> I just noticed that one. 
Was she taking a nap? Yes, <laughs> she was taking a nap downstairs on a like corduroy couch or <laughs> something. And at the last seed, you can see like on her on the right side of her cheek, there's these little lines. Oh, wow. like oh, they just woke her up. <laughs> yeah, it's like hurry up, we're we're filming this scene. The lighting is just perfect. I I'll, I'll look for that. I, I know all the places where. John Carpenter cigarette smoke puffs out. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the other one I was going to tell you about. Um, I finally noticed that. There's also uh, the palm trees and, uh, you know, whatever, you know, plumeria trees, whatever. There's they're just tropical. It, it's filmed in Pasadena, and it's supposed to be Illinois. It It's not in fall. It's not in Illinois. There's so much going on there that it's just like, huh, this is everything's green except for those baskets of leaves they've strewn about. <laughs> Anyway, uh, my first movie for noticing that it's getting cold at night and I'm starting to see leaves on the ground, I watched The Wolfman, 1941. Um, Very creepy, problematic uh, main character. Uh, He he just insists on himself and he's so creepy. Uh, I would say back in the day I didn't really notice it as much. Can't not notice it now. It, the movie starts with him spying on a woman across the way with a telescope. Mm-hmm. And I remembered some things. Yep. I'll, okay. You can wait. Okay. It's cool. You can you can jump in, but but he uh, he goes over and just tries to manipulate her and keeps insisting on a date. And well, as you may know, the date ends up. Let's go see those gypsies that rolled into town and get our fortunes told. <laughs> she brings her friend along as a wingman who uh, ends up getting killed. And then uh, hilarity ensues. So many old rom-coms are like stalking. Yes. Now. Yes, it's so weird, isn't it? It's like the more stalkery you are, the more likely you're. There's a, a whole show about it now. There's you on Netflix. It's what's called. It's called you, and it's uh, the, it's the main good. protagonist. It's so good. Um, he's he's just stalker, and he's hilarious. And so the whole time you're like, yeah, you know what? Good for you. And it's he's so creepy. <laughs> good for you, stalker. What, what was great about watching that show is I didn't know it was that show. Oh no! When I first started, my wife had turned it on and was like, "What's this?" She's like you and i thought it was rom-com it and is, i was like oh okay and it terrifying. starts out kind of like that and then you're like whoa this dude's sick he's yeah. like you know spying on her on facebook and mm-hmm. finds her home he breaks and, into her house yeah oh yeah he's uh, a no, that one's though. good but, um, i really i read like the books one. there's three books and i read the first two and then stopped um <laughs> because he doesn't have so in the show not to get spoilers no spoilers but in the show, he has, like, redeeming qualities. Like, he, you know, he helps a kid, and he's actually... He has somewhat of a moral compass. In the book, he doesn't. He's just an asshole. And he's creepy. And so by the end of the second book, I was like, no, I can't do this. But the new season is coming out, or has come out. I don't know. I keep seeing teaser trailers I, for it. Yeah, and I'm so, waiting for it. And so I, I was like, I'm not going to watch it, but I keep seeing stuff for it. And I'm like, maybe I will. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I like me back in. season one and two enough. I'll watch the third one. Mm-hmm. And last but not least, I watched Carrie, the uh, 1976 R-rated feature based on the Stephen King novel. Brian uh, De Palma. Brian De Palma directed it. It's got John Travolta. John Travolta, Sissy Spacek. Um, this may not mean anything to you, Ziggy, but William Cat. No. Okay, uh, Greatest American Hero. You've probably never seen. Oh, uh, yes. yeah, that's him. Yeah. He's in that. Oh, okay. Yeah, it, isn't that 
series from the what was it early 80s um about 1984 85 yeah something like that yeah somewhere around there uh isn't he a teacher who ends up with a superman type suit yes yeah from a flying saucer okay that's where it comes from <laughs> yeah and he he, he he kind of like lucks into this super suit and so he's expected to be this like superman kind of character but he's so inept uh, you know you can't fly without crashing into something he's, he's just uh, that's kind of sweet really bad at his job and himbo <laughs> yeah and do you remember that his character uh coincidentally i'll have to look this up real quick robert culp is in it too yeah. yeah um william william cat plays this character let's see if i can find this for you um it was uh was it chapman or was it he, he had someone who it was either the guy who killed lennon or the guy who tried to kill reagan oh uh, mark chapman Hickman? Was lennon uh yeah it was it, it was either mark chapman or what was the guy who sh- who shot reagan hinkley john hinkley i john think it was hinkley. i think his character coincidentally was named john hinkley and then like a year yes, later changed it yeah they they just changed the character's name which was kind of weird <laughs> anyway uh yeah so he's in it um and uh piper laurie pj souls speaking of halloween there's mm-hmm. a nice tie-in uh but yeah it was um it was every bit as good as the first time i watched it yeah i haven't seen that movie in years i hadn't seen it in a handful of years probably three five i don't know how many years oh it's been longer than that um, maybe 30 years maybe <laughs> So let's go. Ziggy, did you... Have you uh, seen Carrie? Yes, I read the books too. I have mixed emotions about Carrie. The first time I read and saw it, I really liked it. Um, but the second time, I went, I think I just like looked at it a little more critically, and I struggle with that one being like a feminist anthem, because that's how it's like perceived often. But like the whole thing to me, the second time around, read very afraid of like female power, and I just mm-hmm. love uh, like gender theory and like queer theory in um, all media. So for that one, I struggle, especially knowing Stephen King's perception of women in his other books. He, it's not the best. All of his women are written kind of either, not like, not poorly necessarily, but they're victimized to a great deal. And so with Carrie, I was just like, I don't know. Like, I love The Shining, but Stephen King, what do you know about female power, you know? Um, so I think that that one, I struggle with, um, but alternately, I think Jennifer's body is like the equivalent of it for me. They're like equal, and one's like slightly better sometimes. I don't know. Um, I haven't seen the remake. What was it like? Twenty thirteen. Yeah, or the girl. Like that. The girl from. Um, is it Let Me In? Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't seen the remake. Maybe it was. I don't know. I just something about Carrie. I don't like. Like, something gets me. Um, but I need to, like, further analyze that before I can have, like, a, a hard opinion on things, you know? Yeah. I haven't written it off completely. And this is not to defend Stephen King by any no. means, but I will say for men of his generation, he did better than most. Oh, for sure. <laughs> I mean, although... As a female viewer of my generation, though, I have to be critical and I have to be like, Certainly. hey, wait a minute. Yeah, why not? And I think Carrie, for me, is one where, like, she doesn't really win. You know how in Midsummer spoilers mm. here, you know how everybody's like, good for her. She doesn't really win anything. She's just 
trapped in another abusive relationship. Yeah. Carrie yeah. doesn't win anything, and it's set up to make you believe that, but she doesn't even, like, survive, and it's just this ridiculous, for me, view of all of her oppressors, and she she doesn't... Even her moment, especially in the book, even her moment of, like, revenge or whatever is so tied up in her self-hatred that it doesn't mm. feel good. And I really struggled with that because I was like, you're going to do this whole story and then not give me what I've been, like, waiting for. Yeah. And you could be like, it's just a metaphor for the female experience. We never win anything. But Stephen King wouldn't do that, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's too much credit to Stephen he King. Would, he wouldn't know to do that. Mm-hmm. Standalone, though, it is good. I did enjoy the book enough that I read it a couple times, and I enjoyed the movie enough that I watched it a couple times. So, yes. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, give it a look. Mm-hmm. Um, that was that was it for me. Julian, you want to go? Uh, well, we finished watching the uh, September Sumo Basho. Um, oh, nice. They have, like, f- six tournaments a year. Uh, and it was really good. It was classic stuff. Um, and then watched, uh, rewatched uh, The Magician, which is one of my favorite silent films it's from 1926, Rex Ingram. Uh, this is like sets up so many things that you that happened in the 30s, mad scientist labs in the in the the old tower on the hill and stuff like that. It's, nice. Um, so this uh, starts off in an artist studio in Paris, which uh, I always think like. One one of the times I'd like to travel back to, if I had a time machine, would be Paris in the tens or the you know the early part of the twentieth century. Yeah, just go to a cafe and there'd be like Picasso and it's like <laughs> reinventing how humanity sees stuff. Oh my god, that'd be awesome. Um, anyway, uh, so it starts off in twenties uh, Paris, and uh, you got this woman uh, doing this huge sculpture of a fawn, which uh, promptly splits and falls on her and uh, her, her spine is damaged and uh, she gets operated on by a brilliant american surgeon who falls in love with her and uh but she's also being glommed by this uh, surgeon slash magician um named oliver huddle who's played by paul wagner who who was uh he was the golem oh okay um anyway uh so he he's he's looking to create life with alchemy, and he needs the blood of a virgin. Um, so you'd naturally hang out in Paris. Yeah, <laughs> yeah totally. Um, there's there's an excellent witch's Sabbath scene uh, with a lot of skin. This is pre-code stuff. Okay. Um, and the second half moves to Monte Carlo, and then uh, heads off to a village at uh, La Tourette, where there's. Uh, where Haddo has this uh, clifftop tower laboratory thing, complete with a hunchback dwarf assistant. <laughs> nice. Um, I think Comes they, with that's the, the tower. Dream, yeah, part, part of the package, yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's, uh, it's, good, it's good stuff. The Magician. Uh, and I saw The Fan from 1981. Speaking of people in American Wolf in London with bits hanging off their neck. <laughs> uh, this is uh, dressed by Edward Bianchi... Uh, stars Lauren Bacall and James Garner wow and Michael Bean as the fan looking very young pre, yeah. pre-aliens uh, music by Pino DiNaggio now you'd think from all these names that this would be a great movie uh-huh. but no it isn't no uh, so you've got the, the fan he's this guy who works in uh, Record City in Manhattan 
and uh, and they they play uh, they seem to play nothing but ska in the shop. It's it's good stuff. It's the second wave ska. It's like the the specials and the selector. Oh, okay, and yeah. Stuff like that. Um, anyway, uh, and and the wall is covered with the the Kiss solo album covers. Oh, that's great. <laughs> um, and uh, so he's he's obsessed with the Lauren Bacall character, and she's going to star in this uh, musical uh, called Never Say Never. And uh, so he stalks her, and and uh, it, it escalates so that by the end of the movie, he's knocking off people who are getting in between her and him. Um, you've got small parts, uh, including roles for Dwight Schultz before he was in the A Team, oh, okay. and uh, Griffin Dunn before he was in just before he was in American Wolf. Nice. He appears in a couple of scenes. Um, so uh, yeah, it's got it's good. I, cast and premise and uh, early 80s New York but it's it's really dull mm. um, it takes over half an hour to get to the first attack which isn't even a kill um, it's literally a slash though so it is a slasher <laughs> um, but the scenes so, seem so disjointed I don't know if it was just this particular version I was watching but a lot of the scenes, especially in the second half, they just fade to black as if it's going to commercial and they come back in on another scene. It just makes it... That's weird. It seems to super extend it. Um, so uh, anyway, 65 minutes in, the fan uh, picks up a man at the uh, Haymarket Bar, which is like it's gay bar in New York, and uh, kills him uh, mid-BJ and, uh, and then tortures the body. Hmm. And uh, and he, he says various other things, and you can see why uh, James Garner was so upset about being this, in this movie. <laughs> it gets pretty sleazy. So it's not as great as the sum of its parts. No, that's too bad. But, uh, anyway, that was the that was the fan. Bacall uh, get Bacall is the final girl, of course. Yes. So yeah, she pulls off a good scene at the end, but not. I didn't like it. Long time coming. You remembered something? I did. I did remember things. <clears throat> I always write, I, I take <clears throat> notes on the movie we watch, but never on what I've been watching. Tell it. <clears throat> Sorry. Yeah. Um, I watched The Woman in the Window, which is a suspense movie. I don't know if any of you saw that. As long as it wasn't The Witch in the Window. Edward G. Robinson. The Woman in the Window? Yes. Mm -hmm. Sure. I think so. Um, Old wasn't movie? No. It's new. Oh, oh no okay. no it's uh, just same title. Yes. Um it's a new one it's a Netflix movie I guess. Okay. Um and it's based off a book. The book was pretty good. Um the movie was really cool. It did some like very campy horror things like there was like a really like very obviously fake effects blood splash thing and I thought that that was cool but they didn't like lean into it enough. They had like two scenes where they did some really fake effects to make it like exciting looking and then that was like it and for it being like a two-hour movie it was not enough you know mm. um had potential though and then i watched trick-or-treat have you all mm. seen that movie mm -hmm. yes what is the consensus because i watched it and i thought it was terrible <laughs> for all of the merch and hype that it gets in spirit halloween it gets like two walls and like really yes always every single year and it takes over it ugh. when it chapters one and two came out there was always like a section, but Trick or Treat like took over its space, and wow. now it's just Trick or Treat. Why? I have yeah, I'll um, agree with you there. I yeah. Mean. Okay, cool. Because I thought that movie was trash. 
it's not great yeah you know, it's it, not great there's a few bits and pieces in it that that uh work mm-hmm. at, for atmosphere or a little bit of terror but honestly i never understood the hype on this one yeah the like bus full of kids aesthetic was really cool i liked the aesthetic of that story yeah and then i loved i, I get me women i loved the like werewolf girls sorry spoilers <laughs> um Loved that story, but everything else... Also, it was Sucky Stackhouse and True Blood, and I was like, I don't know how I feel about this one. Y'all yeah. seen True Blood? Yeah. yeah it, That's a show that fell I'm in off the rails right at this point. I have a couple episodes left, I think. Yeah, did we need goblins and fairies and panther billies? <laughs> yes. Were panthers? We needed of we all of that. Panthers. Um, Will calls them panther billies. Which I, which <laughs> panther I, billies, yeah, yeah, they were panther billies. Yeah, it was bad. I also read the books. Well, so I saw the show, right? I'm watching the show. Then I was like, you know what? I'll start the books. No, they're bad. I got to the beginning of book four, and I like had to tap out. Like I know that they like came out like a bit ago, and it's just trash smut for women, you know, because vampires are sexy. But Jesus Christ, it crossed so many lines, and like. She's, as a main character, Sookie Stackhouse is the most cardboard-flavored bitch I've ever seen, ever. (laughs) I literally hate her, and every time she's on screen, I want her to shut up. And I hate Bill, because, um, besides everything about him, he's a Confederate soldier. And in the whole show, they're like, wow, we support our troops, which, like, cool, but huh? (laughs) I do love uh, when he goes and talks to some old ladies who are, like, the whatever daughters of the confederacy yeah, daughters of the confederacy she's like oh my grandma yeah <laughs> love her to death vamper bill <laughs> yeah yeah i like the, i like the scenes where um bill and eric are next to each other and eric love is like eric. kind of slumping and like stooping to try and not look like he's this heroic six foot seven viking that he is and like bill- he's not the best character in that show damn it <laughs> Because yeah. he's a Skarsgård, so automatically he's fantastic. Yeah, he gets a pass just for being a Skarsgård, but mm-hmm. yeah, the the flying Skarsgårds. There's only like 17 of them in there. Oh, and then I watched Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. Speaking of Skarsgårds. Yeah. Oh, there's a, a revenge the movie. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I read, I was reading the book. I Actually, reading isn't the right word. I was listening to the book, an audio book. Yeah. And that makes me sound old. I don't like that. Anyways. Um... <laughs> Uh, I, d- I didn't like yes, the book very much. Being old. I Sorry, no offense. Yeah. <laughs> I heard so much about the book and I read it and yeah. I've I... tried to read it before and it, it okay, this isn't a spoiler. It opens with this guy receiving what he what he believes are letters from a killer taunting him and I was like, that's gonna be so cool. They don't bring it up until the end and it's just so boring the whole time. And it does this weird thing where it like reads like academically. Like, it's like, he spent 30 minutes in the bookstore and 15 minutes on the way to the coffee shop. Mm-hmm. And there he read. And then it reads you the whole thing that he read. It doesn't summarize. Yeah. It's like, holy shit. Yeah. I guess it's just like a Swedish thing? Uh, that's being what, boring? That's what really uh, ticked off uh, Emily. Um, because when someone drives somewhere, you you get every street they yeah. go down. Everything. And they're all, like, Swedish names. And so I couldn't follow that <laughs> very well. And then it was, like, legal stuff. And I have a vague grasp of legal stuff, just enough to not get myself in trouble. And so trying to understand Swedish law was ridiculous. Um, but the movie was entertaining. It had James Bond. So love that. Uh, it was better than the book because I was engaged, you know. And a Skarsgård was in it, so two points to Gryffindor. Um, yeah. I think that's that's about all I've seen. <laughs> I really love the uh, 
the uh, like the three part. What was it? The, the Swedish version. Yeah, the Swedish well. version is pretty good. Yeah. I'm gonna watch that next. I we would started. I would recommend it. I like those quite a bit. And the woman in that is terrific. We yeah. wanted to start with that, um, but it was just one of those nights where we were like, do we really want to read the TV right exactly, now? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so we're gonna. But do that I next do recommend sure. it because I thought it was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, some movies are worth reading, for sure. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, I'm not opposed to it. I watch a lot of Spanish TV. Yeah, watch the original Shall We Dance, which okay. is a Japanese movie. Uh, that's amazing. And there's a French film called Elevator to the Gallows, which is terrific. Oh, Diabolique. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, there you oh, go. I'll, I'll have you write them down for me. Movie. Oh, my goodness. I'll have that's you write them all down for me. One. You know what's terrible, though? I went to watch Parasite. The, like, it's Japanese, I believe, yes? Mm-hmm. Korean. Uh, Korean? Korean? Okay, uh, my bad, yikes. Um, no, I went to watch that on Hulu, and it has it subtitled in Spanish. No English subtitles. What? This, yeah, spoken language is Korean. Or, yeah. Know. And then the, the subtitles were in Spanish, and I was like, I understand enough Spanish to, like, buy groceries sometimes, but not enough to, to, yeah, to, to sit and read a movie. movie. Yeah. yeah, especially when you're hearing a language that you also don't understand. It was ridiculous. It was so sad. <laughs> I was really excited. I was like, I'm finally, I f- I'm in a mood to sit down and read a movie. Nope. <laughs> oh, that's too bad, because Parasite's a really good movie. Yeah. I think I'll just, like, pirate it or something. Yeah. Or just learn Spanish. <laughs> learn better Spanish. I'll work yeah. on that. <laughs> Brought to you by Babbel. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, we watched Jennifer's Body. This was one that... Who suggested this one? Was it you, Ziggy? I talk about this movie constantly. Okay. So you, probably. It was like subliminal messaging. I'm, I'm absolutely certain that, that, <laughs> that every listener listening to this has seen the movie or they wouldn't be listening. But do you want to go ahead and give a recap of the basic events, the plot? Um, let's see if I get this in order correctly. Yeah, so... It doesn't matter. As long as it, you get all the parts there, it's good. Yeah, so it tells a story out of order. So we kind of start at the end with this, like, nerdy gal who is the girl from Mamma Mia, am I, am I right? Yes. Love her, which is crazy because when I saw her in this movie, I was like, haha, nerd. And I, like, remember that it was her in Mamma Mia where she's hot, and I was like, oh, shit. Um, anyways, <laughs> she's in a psych ward prison situation for what we don't know yet. Um, and then it's, like, her telling the story of, like, her and Jennifer. Um, and Jennifer's, like, queen bee at their high school She's like mega bitch number one and fantastic. Um, I love her. I'm the biggest Jennifer fan ever. So if you don't like her, we're gonna have some <laughs> some bouts. <laughs> um, and what they go to? They go to a show. Yeah. Do you want me to like recap all the major events? Or yeah. Just, like, sure. general? Yeah, okay. Yeah. I was like, I'm just play by play in this. They go to a show, and um, it burns down. And Jennifer goes off with the band. She's, like, super into this band because they're from the city and it's such a big deal. And she's, like, what, a junior? I think they're juniors. Yeah. Low, um, low shoulder. Low shoulder. Oh. Ah. Yeah. So they make me angry. <laughs> it's what the young people are listening to now, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, for sure. A lot of stuff just like this. Yeah, totally. The kids with the hairdos and... <laughs> and we're all so cute. Yeah, they're, they're, they were adorable. <laughs> You know how hard it is to make it as an indie band these days? <laughs> and we're all so cute. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Jennifer goes off with them in kind of shock, I think. Um, and then Needy, the friend, um, which is a hilarious nickname, by the way, she's kind of panicking and calls up her useless boyfriend, Chip. 
and um, and then Jennifer shows up at her house like covered in blood, starts eating raw meat, doesn't say shit, and then throws up black goo that's like magnetic. Um, and then Jennifer leaves, and at school the next day Jennifer's fine and Needy's all confused by it. Should I stop? Keep going. Okay. Um. Yeah. Needy's all confused by it, and Jennifer's still just being Jennifer. She's kind of a bimbo, but I love her for it. There's this cultural phenomenon right now where we're, we are reclaiming the word bimbo. It's like, it's not a bad thing to be. Is that a thing? Yes. Really? I love it. Yeah, like the Mean Girls girls and uh, Clueless, the hmm. icons, love them. Um, There's a uh, popular brand of baked goods <laughs> around here. Uh called bimbo yeah but it's spelled bimbo mm-hmm. and it's got a little cute bear yeah the mascot yeah it's like maybe he'll help <laughs> yeah totally Could become the mascot for the movement yes um yeah what happens after that oh we see jennifer kill a football player yes yes yeah and then she just kills more people yes i'm trying to remember she gets energized <clears throat> by yeah. yeah, she gets like super. She disembowels this guy in the woods with a bunch yeah. of animals. Yeah, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. And then what happens next? I don't do. I don't write play by plays. I just write reactions, which is a lot of like all caps and exclamation points. Do you, Do you like the the uh, meteoric rise of low shoulder at this point because they're heroic? Oh God, but, yeah. But they're not. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Wait. Does, I have a lot of opinions. Does someone else want to? recap the rest of the movie sure so i don't keep throwing us so off. uh <laughs> yeah we'll, we see, we'll uh, recaps. <laughs> we see after a while jennifer starts looking i'm gonna say normal uh but Not i normal. mean she without makeup no she looks bad and her hair is <clears throat> kind of flat but it's megan fox so it's like when they put eyeglasses on a pretty woman and yeah. say that she's a no, librarian she looks like to... sick I don't know. She looks like very gray, and she looks sad too. She I looks very sad. Me. I will give that. That I just makes her look English. <laughs> <laughs> are all your women sad and gray? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we all are. All the men are too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's very gray. Sad, island. gray, hobbity. Yeah, hobbity. <laughs> off from the Shire. Um. So uh, anyway. Anyway, um, what happens then? See, it's hard. We get uh. <laughs> Jeez, I can't remember, and I just watched it last night. I, I can try. Go. Needy realizes that Jennifer's now a succubus. Oh, that's right. Oh, and she kills the emo, and then yeah, Needy realizes. And, and then uh, uh, she and she reads up on the vast occult section in her school library. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, knows how to kill her, and she and then, then it goes back to where you, the, the opening scene. and uh, Yeah, because she has a connection with Jennifer yes. that she can kind of feel and sort of yeah, see what Jennifer's doing. Yeah. Psychic link. Mm-hmm. The quote is sandbox love never dies. That's yeah. the like intro. Oh, okay. That's lovely. But um you mentioned the vast occult section at the school library. <laughs> yes. I really need to do a, a little uh, quick detour here to say that you know how people make those uh, those cute little miniature libraries mm-hmm. like a, they build like this little house bigger than a mailbox. I want to do one of those in front of my house, but I want to stuff it full of books on 
Satanism, witchcraft, ESP, the Bermuda Triangle, just like only fucked up stuff in the in the in the library. I, I thought great. of the same thing, but nothing but communist manifestos yes. and smut. <laughs> <laughs> Total God, that's smut. all I have on my shelf at home, actually. <laughs> communist manifesto and smut. That and, is and commie smut. Why red true blood? Commie smut. Yeah, that's great. Mm. That's it's good, very equal. Good band name. Low shoulder with commie smut. Yeah. Commie smut. Uh, yeah. So we we uh, yeah we we find out she's a succubus. Mm-hmm. And then uh-huh. prom. And then it's prom. Because, oh yeah. Which is the final third of the movie for some reason. It's like a long portion of the movie. Yeah. Um. Yeah. She uh, tells. Uh, Chip. N- oh yeah. There's a great scene with Chip and Needy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Oh, uh, their sex is so perfunctory and boring. <laughs> I have so many thoughts about this movie, especially Chip. He's absolutely useless, and there's no chemistry at all with them. And yeah. he's not a good boyfriend, ever. Yeah, he strikes me as like a decent starter boyfriend for a small town high school. But he's not committed to her. You know who was great? That emo kid loved him. Colin. So sad he died. Colin. Yeah. I remember when... I, it wasn't when this movie came out, but it was like after, and I'd see some of the stuff online, and I had the biggest, fattest crush on him ever. Just his image. Didn't even see the movie. I was just like, you. Um, yeah. Loved him. You love that mascara? <laughs> uh, that's Lan- a pretty good scene when Guy when Lan- she <laughs> lures him to the empty house. I yeah. like that scene. Yeah, we, we have uh, a needy warning chip not to attend the dance uh-huh. and he does it anyway uh this leads to uh the scene with the pool doesn't it uh-huh yep okay yeah jennifer runs into chip and then he she like seduces like, him question mark? yeah she's like oh i've always felt you know had feelings for you just been afraid to say yeah. something and takes him to the pool house and then he promptly says i can't do this and she Throws him in the pool. She stabs him with the skimmer handle. <laughs> he stabs her, yeah. She, she gets oh, stabbed with that. She gets stabbed oh, He stabs with her, it. okay. She but, bites him. But he that's get his what, neck okay. bitten. Yes, yeah, that's he, what it was. Uh, he dies. And her mouth opens up, and it reminds me of in It, the remake. Yeah. Because his mouth opens up the same way, and I was like, that's really original, It. Yeah, way <laughs> to Stealing go. Stealing from Jennifer's body. Yeah, she's got a mouthful of super sharp teeth. Have you seen the behind-the-scenes photos for that whole no. like, segment? It's so funny because she'll just, like, turn and be talking to somebody, and she's got this, like, mouth on her neck that, like, goes down, like, onto her neck. It looks hilarious. Oh, wow. The funniest thing about uh, Megan Fox I ran into was, and I don't remember if I was researching this for the show, but somebody mentioned something about this Oh, I think it was on the news, maybe it was the local news, that somebody was trying to pet a fox, and it bit his thumb and didn't let go. And there was some footage of it, or a picture of it. And so I went to Google, fox thumb bite, or fox bites thumb, and there's all these pictures of Megan Fox biting her thumb, or, you know, trying to look sexy with that thing, why, yeah. why fingers in the mouth is a thing. And... This whole thing about her thumbs came up, and I didn't yeah, know. She has weird thumbs. Yeah, she's got like, like uh, some sort of birth defect where her thumbs are real clubby and short. Huh? You didn't know this? No. No, I had you no can't. Idea. You never see it in the movies, but I've seen pictures yeah. of her thumbs. Yeah. They're weird. Yeah, like the, it's you, like radar and his little. 
Yeah, in in Mash. hand. Yeah. I don't know. She's, she's fantastic, and I've had to have a flaw, you know? Of yeah. course. I guess it's yeah. just a thumb defect. There's a Bollywood actor named uh, Hriti Roshan who's one of the most beautiful people on the planet, but his one of his hands, he's got this double thumb. Oh. So it looks like one of those two-headed snakes. Oh, that's Weird. cool. Yeah. I don't like hand things. Uh, <laughs> you don't like hand... No. Anything? Anything. Anything unusual no about hands. hand? No hands. None. No hands. Just erase them. Oh, okay. <laughs> Just cut them off at yeah. the wrist? Yes, that's That's, fine. Bad. that's, that's arm. That's better? Yeah, it's arm. That becomes arm trauma and it's yeah. okay? Mm-hmm. All right, just checking. Yeah. You know, a band saw would probably be a good way to do it. Oh, I like that one saw trap. Oh, yeah, yeah. If you wanted to get, you know, ridiculous and, <laughs> you know, go to great lengths for it. But mm-hmm. A band saw, you could probably buy at Harbor Freight. You, or you could just go to one of those parties where someone's messing about with a sword. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you could go to one of those. <laughs> about nine times out of ten, it'll break your wrist, but it won't cut anything. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah. That hurt. Oh, yeah. Jesus. Where were we? Uh, um, bites him. He's, like, still, in the Still pool. recapping. And yes. then Needy comes in and is like, hey... She says, uh, she <laughs> does a prayer lines. and says, give me the power to crush this bitch. They have some great lines in that scene. And I think it's because, so Jennifer's such a bimbo that she has like fantastic lines because under the circumstances, it's ridiculous for her to be saying these things. Like she has that line about like eating her soul <laughs> and shitting it out. And that's hilarious. Oh, that is funny. My favorite thing in the whole movie, though, is when she says, when Needy's like, you're killing people. And she's like, no, I'm killing boys. <laughs> Beautiful work of art. Love it. And then uh, Chip stabs Jennifer. Needy does too. Is that like the last blow? Or and is then, Chip stab her well, first? then Jennifer leaves. She goes out the window. <laughs> and uh, Chip dies. Yep. And then uh, Needy goes home and gets all geared up to go yeah. take down Jennifer. And then we cut back to the, what was like the first scene. Mm-hmm. Where and, she's outside uh, her window. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. And then she goes in there and uh, proceeds to kill Jennifer. Yeah, in some weird floating thing. Yeah. And yeah. then it goes to, uh, she's out on the, she escapes from the asylum. And then it goes oh, yeah. to, she's on the road hitchhiking and gets picked up by Lance Henriksen. That's right. And then it goes to, she gets to the hotel where low shoulder are getting yeah. high. and Yeah. <laughs> she takes him out. Yeah. Gotta love it. Yeah, they don't just imply it. They actually show it. And as, like, the credits go. Yeah, yeah. yeah, fantastic. Well, and she she has that thing where she talks about when you get bit by a demon. A demon. And you don't die. And you don't die. You get some of her power or whatever. And that's why she was also floating, question mark? Yeah. Um, you turned to Buffy. <laughs> oh, but did y'all notice um, in the sol- solitary room, there's a giant X on the floor? And then uh, when they go to the concert, Needy's the only one that gets the X's on her hands. And then Jennifer has that whole thing where she goes cross out Needy. And it's like a whole thing that comes up a couple times. So it's a motif. Right? Why? I don't know. Hmm. I've never heard the like cross out blank as a slang thing, but that might be just because... Well, I know graffiti kids do it, or at least they used to. You know, if someone else got up on their wall, they'll just go cross them out and then you know, do more new graffiti next to it or on top of it or whatever. Mm-hmm. So maybe it's something like that. Right, but that came up a couple times, and I'm not sure if it came up again, like, as a visual motif, but I saw it the two times, and I was like, that's weird. Well, she does it at the end. She cuts her across the stomach mm-hmm. and says, cross you out or yeah. something. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. 
But when I was watching it again last night, I, like, noticed because it's really obvious on, like, the solitary room floor. I was like, that's weird that that's there. And then I was like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah, I hadn't noticed that. So how how do you compare this to something like Transformers, which she was also in? I've not seen that uh, one, but I saw Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Ooh, yes. that was an awful one. That one is very entertaining, thank you very much. Yeah, Transformers, Ooh. she's treated... She's, she's just an object. She's just decoration in ah. that one. Yes, okay. My turn. Sorry. I have, like, a lot of notes on this because I think that this movie is, like, the most benign revenge like female revenge film that you can have because you know like everything that you think and feel is gonna happen doesn't actually happen and that's like the gimmick of it it's like oh it was satanic you know but like the whole van situation and the bar thing and she drinks something like it looks very bad for her and as maybe it was just that like i'm a young girl like watching that it was very like oh shit and i really love jennifer's character because she doesn't have one like she has no real personality besides that she's like a high school mean girl until this shit like happens to her and then all of a sudden she's got power you know and we're behind her for it and so i think like especially with megan fox like i'll find that people don't like this movie because they're like oh it's just because she's hot that people like it like yeah but that's the whole point because you know like that's the basis of her character and she kind of unravels and i think that that's so good i really love this movie now there's not any real gratuitous nudity with her is there i mean there's like partial sort of yeah she's got the weird bodysuit thing and the swimming in the lake yeah but yeah but it doesn't like there's no like in transformers it it would like you get a big close-up of her ass right (laughs) but um this movie it doesn't yeah it's it's not leering at her as as much as it could for what it is yeah i, I found this one that it and again she's like a revengeful woman mm-hmm. who gets killed right but um but i think it's kind of a, a flip of uh, menstruation because she's taking blood and uh instead of shedding it and and being empowered by taking blood sure yeah and this is um written by a woman and directed by another woman Mm -hmm. so we should be seeing some things that are not typical for yeah whether you want to call this a body horror or a demonic possession or or some combination of above uh, women characters with levels yeah rounded characters well and i think like what you're talking about with when she's when she's doing bad and she kind of looks normal i think that that's really significant because um have any of y'all seen Queen's Gambit, which is not horror? Yes. Her sp- downward spiral is so stereotypically male gaze. She's still oh. hot. She's dancing in a room drinking, and it's just not what a bender looks like, you know? Yeah. And Jennifer has this, like, even for, like, the you know the time where it came out, she's still hot because that's all she has. Yeah. Because she's she just looks so sad, and that was, like, this movie, the first time I saw it, was super uncomfortable for me because, you know... It, it ties on a lot of, like, it's feminine power that she doesn't take back. And even when she does, she doesn't really want to. But it's all she has left. And I think, like, her... She has um two main scenes when she looks in the mirror. And it's the first one when she's talking to Needy in her locker. And she's talking about some guy or something. And it's super just, like, airhead-ish. Yeah. And then she has, again, when she's putting on makeup. And just, she looks so a wreck. Oh my god, yeah. And I just, I think that that's so important, and it's one of those ways that you can tell that it is, like, a very female-driven thing, because that wouldn't be something that you'd see a hot woman do 
had it not been written and directed by a female, you know? Yeah. Not that, you know, men can't perceive women in a real way. Certainly. But that in media with a hot female star, with Megan Fox as your star in a horror yeah, movie where she's a succubus, be... why would you see her at rock bottom? Yeah. But you do, you know, for what, you know, I mean, it could be better, like, it could be more real, but I mean, it's a, but it's a, it's a campy movie. horror yeah. movie. Yeah. And I think that, like, that, because it gives you something to relate to, or gives me something to relate to. <clears throat> Um, That's a great scene when she's putting makeup yeah. on the mirror. I'll give Megan Fox that. She's pretty good in that scene. I think that that scene and when she goes to talk to, to Needy and it's like low-key gay, those two scenes for me were like really important because like their relationship this whole time has been very like besties but for no reason. Like everybody's like, why are you friends? Are you gay? Haha. <laughs> and even Chip's jealous and everybody makes fun of her and because they're opposites. Um, but when Jennifer goes to see Needy and to tell her what happened, she gets really honest. And then when Needy doesn't respond how she wants her to, she's all of a sudden a bitch again. And I think that it's such an accurate portrayal of how women react to things or like how they have to because she going to Needy and that makeup scene are like her, what do we do now moments. And I don't know, Needy isn't my favorite character because I think that if I found out that my best friend was killing boys, I'd be like, okay, what do you need? You know? Like, let's go. Let's roll out. <laughs> Just um, random boys or boys who deserve it? Oh, that is the question, isn't it? I guess it is. <laughs> it depends. Um, but, but yeah, I don't know. I really love that scene because it, it changes Jennifer's, like, motives the whole rest of the movie. Because she goes to Chip to get back in Needy. There's no other reason mm -hmm, for it. Yeah. She has some lines where she's like, haha, Chip's looking nice. No, he's not. He looks like a golden retriever. Shut up. You know? <laughs> and, yeah, I just... I, I really love how they portray her motivation as a villain, because she arguably is. You know, it's still yeah, a revenge a story, and she's a protagonist, but she's definitely a villain, too. And I think that that's just... You know, it, it's small it's like a minute thing but it means the world to me as like a female viewer um because it's not just you know killing people because women can't yeah. just kill people and like we, we can't you know there has to be like a reason um and it's it's revenge and i, I don't know i think it's great yeah you know when we have when we watch movies we get to escape from the reality we live in and the reality we live in has like laws and stuff that really prevents doing all these awesome things that we get to watch happen in movies but i think it's kind of great that these things are not reality and we get to sort of live vicariously through what the characters do or experience and uh so often in in real life it's just you have that frustration and disappointment and uh, it's nice to watch the characters kind of go crazy and do what they do what mm -hmm. they will um, she has an interesting thing though none of her kills we really see on camera like the whole time most of her kills are off camera and then they pan back to the aftermath which hmm. you could totally extrapolate meaning from all day long um or it could just be that they didn't want to show it i really like that i think that that's very cool there are some critics can, uh said that this movie wasn't horrifying enough yeah um can, not to be like was it a man but was it a man probably okay because this movie scared the shit out of me the first time i watched uh. it and i think it's just because like it's she gets everything taken away from her uh -huh. very early on like she's so excited about that concert she's so naive 
and she has this status at school. She talks about all the guys that ask her out early, and then she talks about it again after all this happens, and she sounds so dead inside. Mm. Like, I don't know, as a, a young woman with friends in high school, like, the first time I saw this, I think, was also junior year. It just destroyed me, because she also doesn't win in the end, you know? Needy takes her out, and then, you know, Needy eventually gets her revenge, but she doesn't like Jennifer. It's not a favor. It's it, a finishing what was started. The only scene I found scary was uh, where the low shoulder has her in the woods and there are a bunch of men advancing their careers by sacrificing a woman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and she, you know, and she barters. I think it was the bartering for mm-hmm. me and it's, that was so r- real and just like, ah. Yeah. Because, it, I don't know, I think Megan Fox gets a lot of shit for just being you know a hot girl on tv who does you know you don't really have to act when you're hot or whatever but she does and she pulled it out for this movie Mm -hmm. i think yeah um she also lost a bunch of weight and stayed out of the sun for months so she could look very frail thin pale you know for this role so yeah she she does sacrifice for her art she suffers for her art i should say but um yeah, people people seem to take a long time to come around to I remember this even happening with Leonardo DiCaprio when he was young. You know, it was it was kinda like, uh, who's this kid they're making a big deal out of? Mm-hmm. And it's like, no. Oh, yeah, you, you just go back to any any extraordinary you know, beautiful looking actor over the ages and they're always like this person can't act. Right. They just look good. Right. Sometimes well, it's true, but you know, there's, there's people that like, like we hold up as great stars to this day, and like back in you know at the time they were being they were just called uh, like dolls. Yeah. yeah. So it, yeah, it makes a difference that somebody who who can take material like this that's so dark mm-hmm. but also funny, yeah, and and, and walk that li- that thin line between the two. I think she does a really good job in this movie. Yeah, for sure. And I, sorry, <coughs> go ahead. I have no need for the Transformers movies, but you know that's <laughs> not her fault. Yeah, <laughs> I, I recommend them as a study in a movie that's destroying itself as a movie as you're watching it. <laughs> you're just watching a planet implode. Yeah, <laughs> they're they're incredible. It's like a boxing match where a guy beats the shit out of himself. It's just him in the ring. It's just Fight Club. <laughs> I think it was the second or third one where uh, I was watching. I thought every scene is negating the one that went before it. Yes, it's amazing. It's so funny. Um, but <laughs> one of the things I found uh, a weakness in this movie is the um, the the dorky plain girl is played by Amanda Seyfried. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 And then they put her in glasses, which like, oh no, where'd she go? <laughs> yeah. So, oh so yeah, stupid. women look so terrible when they got glasses on. How, how ugly. Yeah, oh. I, I don't buy her as that much of a nerd. and Yeah. Or not even like that much of a nerd, but like she's supposed to be this like giant loser dork that nobody likes. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, I, you, no, yeah, like, yeah, I you're, still like you. You're one of the best looking women on the planet. <laughs> <laughs> Mm-hmm. Right, that one made me this wonder some, if it was just a, a name a small grab. Town. This is one of those Hollywood small towns where everyone, like, <laughs> Colin is beautiful, isn't he? And no, the boyfriend doesn't count, but Colin is nice, yeah. So does does it go any directions you don't like, or does it pretty um, much stay on track for you, Ziggy? Yeah, there were some things I definitely didn't like. Um, I, I feel like they could have leaned into a lot of stuff more than they did, um, but... Spent less time on the prom. Yeah. 
They weren't even <laughs> at the prom, which, like, I think they should have because prom is such a big deal for young women. Like, I didn't, I, like, had, like, half a prom. It was in, like, the, the parking lot of my school, you know, and, like, COVID prom. And then the, the class before me didn't even have one. And, like, I'm sure it's a big deal for all high schoolers, but for young women especially, prom is, like, super important and, you know, it's the, the pinnacle moment in, like, um, prom night <laughs> and Carrie and, like, others for sure. Um, so the fact that they didn't actually go to prom kind of annoyed me. Um, well, one of your bugbears, Will, is uh, multiple endings in movies. Yes. So I felt this movie like builds up to the dance, then it goes to the pool scene, then it goes to the bedroom duel, then it goes yeah. to the asylum, then it goes to the hitchhiking thing, then it goes to yeah. the hotel, and it just felt like this is a lot of endings. Yeah. yeah. I think that they, they could have narrowed down some things. I, I found that I, I really like the movie, but sometimes I'd find myself getting bored. Like I had to like really pay attention for me to like it because not a lot happens. And maybe, you know, I mean, not all horror movies have to be like car chases and stuff but not, not a lot happens um i took i took notes on some things i'm looking for them my big question was the fire yeah that doesn't because make any sense the fire happens and you kind of get the feeling that the band did it but then later you you when jennifer explains what the band did afterwards and they took her out to the woods it's like the it was just an accident that and just she- happened so the first time I saw it, I thought that she took that shot, and that's why she looks so in shock the whole time. Because even when the fire is happening, she doesn't like react. And I thought that maybe she was already possessed or whatever, but it's not what happens. And then you know, outside, the the band like leader guy, he gives her a drink and makes her drink all of it, and that you can you know yeah. read all on its own. But before that, she's already a mess, and it's not because of the fire because she doesn't see it. She never turns and is like, oh, shit, that's all Needy's business. Yeah. And so I was wondering, because they have that, like, connection, if you really want to, like, go for it, was, like, sh- was you know how when you go into shock, you kind of separate your, mm-hmm. you know, I need to deal with shit now versus emotional? And, like, did Jennifer pick that up instead of Needy? Because Needy's all like, we need to go now. I know a place, you know? Which I also thought was kind of ridiculous, because who thinks that clearly? And then is a mess the whole rest of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, like, yeah, the fire didn't make sense, and their reactions to it, I found, were weird. And, and yeah, like, I, I felt like they should have lingered on, like, Jennifer and Needy being, you know, reacting to the fire, or, you know, something, to give that more, because it's the inciting incident, it really is. It's what yeah. starts everything else. But it's so lackluster, it's like, oh... I guess there's a fire and people died in it. Yeah, a lot of people died. But doesn't the teacher with a hook question mark say that yeah, only the, the Spanish teacher dies? Yeah. Okay, only one Spanish, person died. No, the Spanish teacher died. Chris Pratt died. Okay, but the, the Indian riddance. exchange student Megan they thought him. died. Yeah, but, yeah, but she Jennifer. Got turns him. out that you know Jennifer Chris Pratt died. being in that movie also a big critique. We can get him out of there. <laughs> I forgot he was in this. I... I'm glad he was only in that one scene. He, I was, okay, the first time I saw it, I was wondering if they were going to bring him in as, like, that white knight character, because, you know, they have him in, like, any female-oriented story. There's always a man that's really good, you know? Uh-huh. And it's not him, because you find out that he's an asshole, and also it's Chris Pratt, and I was like, I don't, I don't like you anymore. <laughs> I don't, I don't believe in his politics, you know, so I'm just kind of oh, like, get yeah. out of there. Although I love him in Jurassic World, but dinosaurs sometimes outweigh politics. 
the other thing, I, I can see that. <laughs> you probably weren't born then, but like this movie was made five or six years after the there was a fire at a club. There was this band playing called Great White. Mm-hmm. I, I know and, this story. Uh, yeah, like a uh, hundred people died in that. Oh my god! Because they they just got jammed up the doors trying to get out. So do you think that they were trying to you know t- tie in current I, events? Well, that's, that's all, that, it just makes my obsessive? stomach turn over because I. For one, they have like the the drinks based off of the nine eleven. Yeah, nine eleven, and then they and that's just a joke, and then <laughs> and then they have this fire and it's it's it, it was so reminiscent of the Great White. Yeah, fire. yeah. They used um, to give you the background. They used flash pots, uh, pyrotechnics in a small club because they're not playing stadiums anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there was some sort of soundproof foam inside the building that just went up mm. immediately. Yeah, just, just engulfed the ceiling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. No, uh-huh. not that exploiting you know recent tragedies is acceptable at all. But I understand trying to tie in current events. So do you, we think that that's what the movie might have been trying like you can't, for? They can't have not known about it. They had to have known about it. Um, that's what I thought of the because whole time Because if they I were trying it. to tie yeah, it together but also be tactful, that could explain the like evasiveness of the fire because the fire was like two yeah. minutes and... The, I, I realized the fire's there so you can bring the band back in and have them kind of be the, you know, the heroes of the town the even fire. though they're not. But yeah, it just seemed like why they did the fire... They could have had the fire be a little more, I don't know maybe deliberate on the band's part or something it just felt like it was kind of like you said they they spent like two minutes on it and yeah. then it was kind of forgotten well, and i don't think they needed the fire to bring the band back no because the, the exchange student went away and they had that whole thing where they're like they were like haha we can write a song about you jennifer and like she doesn't die but they don't know that so they yeah. could have written this like big old tragedy song and then the school could have just been like for our lost student even though it's not jennifer and then that would have in turn elevated her status by her abusers, which is like a whole other thing you could get into. So I don't think the fire was necessary at all. Yeah. Honestly, I forgot about it between the first and second time I watched it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I remembered a lot of scenes, but I had forgotten the fire too. Yeah. Well, well, totally, I've, I found a lot of this movie, uh, uh, the characters care more about each other than the movie cares about them. Mm. It's like a lot of the uh, a lot of the deaths are just played for laughs. Yeah. The small town people are kind of looked down on by Hollywood. Yeah. Um, it was kind of patronizing and didn't really care about them as much as the characters seemed to care about each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What kind of small town has a cheesecake factory? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, usually you have to drive like 40 minutes or something to get to a town that has that. <laughs> Uh, what did we think about the the jock death? The 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 what's his name Jonas? The one she takes in the woods. Yeah, because I have a lot of thoughts on that one. Yeah, why yeah. why do the animals gather? I I don't know. The only thing that I thought about that was a mother nature thing. But I'm in like full like women in film mode, so I kind of miss a lot of stuff when I'm like down in it, you know. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know why the animals showed up. I thought it was going to be a kind of. Uh... A supernatural kind of a vibe. omen yeah. sort of yeah. thing. Yeah, the animals some are reference to Diana the Huntress or something. Well, I I, there were a couple things that I out. liked about it. Like I don't know, it was like I didn't catch it the first time, but the second time I watched it, right before she like goes to make out with them, there's a mosquito on his neck. Yes, yes. And I was like, that's genius. I don't know if they added that in or if that was real. I think that like, was just real. He's a paid actor. 
And then when his body is found by the teacher, there's a doe eating out of him. Mm-hmm. And I was like, ah, <laughs> women. <laughs> um, and when it's like zooming across the football stadium, which I kind of love that shot as like a disorienting thing because there's still like upbeat music playing and it's full daylight, but it's going so nauseatingly fast. And then it just zooms in on this jock. But the music playing, it's like, there's something like hardcore rock about it. I don't even know what it is. But then there's like a woman screaming in the background of the music. And I was like, ah. And there's nothing to suggest that the football player is a bad guy, except for the football player trope from like Heathers and other movies. Mm-hmm. We're just like, ah, screw you. Kurt and Ram. Yeah. I was going to ask sure. you if you'd seen Heathers. Oh, I was, God, I, I love was thinking the same thing before you mentioned no, it. No, no, no. I love Heathers and I love the musical too. Heather's I haven't the seen the good. Like I haven't seen it because it's not circulating anymore, but you can listen to like the music and um, it's got like, you know, songs come up enough that you can still follow the plot line and it's still funny. Like it's not just like show tunes. Yeah. It's still very much on brand. Oh, Fantastic. Nice. Um, but yeah, the, the, the football player fits so perfectly into that trope because you know how in Heather's they're like, haha, they're gay and stupid. Like, that's, like, how they play it in the end. Well, that's, yeah, the legacy they're going to leave for them right? because they are homophobic morons. Right. Um, and, yeah, they're, they're stupid when they're alive. And the football player, there was, like, a she was, like, do you miss your friend, you know? And then he was kind of just an airhead, too, maybe because he's, like, grieving or just because he's a football player. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I thought that that was really interesting. All the deaths, I'm like, I always have this moment where I'm like, that was unnecessary, but okay, you know? Not that, you know, they're all necessary because she's killing people, but, you know, when you see them, you're just like, eh, okay, I guess I could have done without that. Maybe not. <laughs> and then you, like, move on. Yeah, the, uh, the body count on this one isn't terribly high, but they don't make you wait very long between, mm-hmm. you know, each gory scene or death or what have you. You know, it it's... I, I don't know. I didn't time anything, but I'm going to say it's not more than 10 or 15 minutes. Yeah, it's not that long. Yeah, and the movie, you know, it's it's uh, just outside the Barnes limit by 12 minutes. It's a hundred. It's a 102 minute film. That's why I've never seen the end of it. <laughs> Will just shuts <laughs> the movie. Shut it off at 90 minutes, no matter what. <laughs> the power goes out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Click. Your movie's not done in 90 minutes. I don't care. I'll keep that in mind. No idea what Rosebud is. Yeah. Speaking of musicals, I saw the uh, the Devil's Kettle Art Club is doing a production of Whatever Happened to Baby Jane the musical. Oh, really? <laughs> Did you see it? In the, I didn't there's see a scene it. where they're in the hall and the school, and they've got these displays. I tried to catch what they were. Yeah, one of them is Whatever Happened to Baby Jane the musical. Oh, nice. that's great. And then the other one is South Pacific. Oh God, that is funny. I usually try and spot what bits of art. Yeah. Turn up in a movie. Well, I've spotted yeah. Barlow's work. The, yeah, Wayne, the Wayne Barlow. Wayne Barlow. Uh, you've got uh, Sidislaw Basinski. Uh, you've got Criminal Macabre, which mm-hmm. is Steve Knoll's comic. Oh, that's uh, yeah. Grendel, God and the Devil. Oh, really? I didn't see Grendel. That's on the same that scene, scene with the van. Oh, okay. Yeah, Grendel, God and the Devil. It's a Matt Wagner comic. Yeah. That got picked up by Netflix, evidently. They're going to make a Grendel show. Oh, right. Well, I don't know if it'd be any good, but hopefully. But, but weirdly, the the song they use at the end, the whole song, oh, they yeah, use Violet. Yeah. Dol- oh yeah, Violet. When they actually done a song called Jennifer's Body. Yes. Why? I didn't get that either. That's a weird choice, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, um, 
I saw a hole on the tour for Live Through This, and it nice. was it was weird. Uh, I'll, I'll tell that story in another show, but uh, this is the this is the point in the show where I like to ask, um, can you recommend this? Oh yeah, for horror fans. Yeah, for sure. It's a fun watch if you're just looking to put something on, and it's a more fun watch if you feel like women. Okay. There you go. Yeah. Uh, what about uh, what about uh, non-horror fans? Do you think they can hang with this, or do you think it's too much? It's not that gory, in my opinion. I think... Um, they just need to get over themselves? Uh, yeah, sure. No, I think <laughs> some scenes are definitely uncomfortable to watch. Yeah? But, like, um, like the, the death of the emo kid, I find hard to watch. And, you know, like, sure. the van scene I find hard. Yeah, the van but scene's rough. Yeah. I, I, I especially find Colin's death rough because he's the only one that actually... It's drawn out, first of all, and he looks so afraid the whole time, and that's a whole other thing for me. Like, I could get into all the connections. But I think that as, like, a, a fluff piece of horror, it's benign enough to watch if you're not a horror fan. Okay. Jolien, what do you think? Uh, yeah, I, I, I like it. I've seen it a few times now. Yeah. Um, it's not... I don't find it particularly scary apart from the when they take her into the woods. Yeah, yeah, that because that's that's real. That's very menacing, very real. Yes, um, very true crime. Absolutely. Oh, and when she asks, "Are you guys rapist?" and you know that they're worse. Yeah, they're worse than <laughs> like, that. <"Ooh." laughs> We're rapists and sacrificing you. Uh, Will, how about you? Do you recommend this? Yeah, I'll recommend this. Okay. How about non-horror fans? Do you think they... Uh, Are you of the opinion that they could hang with it? Are there non-horror fans? I don't know that any of (laughs) them... And if they are are out there, do we care? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we don't care what you think. If you're you're listening to this, you're... You're You're probably a horror fan. (laughs) Right, so... Yeah, I, I recommend this one. Um, this was, believe it or not, my first watch of this movie. I've seen really? bits and oh, pieces of loser. it. Oh, Hey, I can't watch everything. <laughs> and I can watch some things ten times. But, uh, yeah, this, uh, I, I rather liked it. I, I thought that, without knowing too much about it going into it, I thought it, it took me places I wasn't expecting to go, and that mm-hmm. is always a nice feeling with a, a horror movie, or any movie, really. And, uh, yeah, I think it's got something for horror fans for sure. You know, some people are going to be dismissive of it. Well, you know, that's your baggage. And uh, non-horror fans, I think it's changing. Like, ten years ago it was different. but For af- sure. After- I think the view of this movie especially adapts over yeah. time. Because I remember, like, a couple years ago, a friend talking about it and everybody being like, oh, no, that's shit and it exploits women and blah, 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 blah. But watching it... it- it doesn't really. No. Especially like, you know, I'm going to write a short essay on this movie, and then if you don't want to watch the movie but want to know my thoughts, you can read it. There, yeah. you, there you go. And when, when you make it available, we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll give our listeners a link to it. Um, <laughs> so for, for our next show, and I know this is the movie we're going to watch because we're about to go watch it on, on the big screen uh, in my patio area, uh, we're going to watch Candyman. The four, new, the new the one. Yeah. Three, four. <laughs> no, the new oh, one. It's a remake. <laughs> Five. It's, it's just plain old Candyman. No, it's the Candyman. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, I'm joking when I say but that. But it's tied into the old yeah. one. It's just a remake of the first one, is it not? I, I think no. It, no, it continues on. It's oh, continued because well, I haven't seen any of the sequels. I saw the first one and then oh, I was like, mm, this could be better. Yeah, you didn't miss anything. Okay, just stick with the first one. I I imagine they kind of 
yeah. skip over all that. <laughs> all right. The second one's okay, and the third one was The first terrible. one explains the lore, so I think it'll be all right. Yeah. And I think I only liked the second one probably because Tony Todd was in it. It's good to see him. Yeah. I don't remember much about it. Yeah, he's been in so many bad movies, though. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> Although, to be honest, I did not care for Candyman when I first saw it. When no, it first came out. I'm not a big out, fan of it. I thought it was kind of, I don't know a lot of nothing but i liked it a lot on yeah, the rewatch probably talk about this next episode but yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> not a big fan of that one no yeah we'll get into it next time for sure because i'll be here next time yep uh-huh. you can't yeah, get rid yeah. of me now yeah you, you yeah you're in it now <laughs> uh and for listeners who who aren't or weren't familiar with the the station was the name of the club where great white were playing when they had that fire that engulfed the place very suddenly that was in 2003 just to mm-hmm. touch back, I just that's the year I was born. Yeah, so, so I would not have known about you would that. not have. Yeah, yeah, you've never lived in a world that didn't have that horror already having happened in it. Uh, well, let's go watch that movie. Yeah. All right, listeners, thank you for listening. I don't have one this week, <laughs> and that's okay. <laughs>